Hi everyone, uh, thanks for listening again to Incorp Group's uh, Pro Business Podcast Series. Uh, I'm Eric here, uh, your usual host. Uh, I'm the CPDO, uh, Chief Business Development Officer of the group, and my co-host Elton as well. And today, because our focus uh, team is on Vietnam, we are also very happy to have our colleague uh, from our Vietnam office, uh, Loent. So maybe uh, Elton, you want to do a self-intro before Loent? Sure. Thanks, Eric. So welcome back, everyone. All right, we're very excited to share with you another series of our podcast. And as Eric mentioned, my name is Elton, and I work very closely with Eric in Incorp Group. I'm the Deputy Chief Operating Officer of Incorp Group. And with me, I have with us Loen, who is from the Vietnam office. Loen, give a self-introduction about yourself. Sure. Hi, Eric and Elton. Um, my name is Loan Vu. I am the head of consulting team in Vietnam, and uh, we're based in Ho Chi Minh uh, City in Vietnam. And uh, thank you for having us here today. Thank you, Loan. So for everybody's uh, information again, Incorp Group is a Singapore headquarter group um, that specialize in providing corporate services as well as uh, several business advisory works in seven countries uh, within South Asia and obviously uh, Vietnam as well. So for more details of what we do and where we operate, uh, please visit www.incorp.asia for more information. So uh, today's episode will focus a lot on Vietnam or rather solely on Vietnam. For companies who are looking to expand into the country, we will uh, in today's session we will use a very much a Q&A style format um, to discuss on important points um, that includes um, general business outlook of the country, uh, including key country stats, um, key industries that are trending in the country, um, key states and cities that will be suitable for different types of industries or for whichever type of industries uh, in that sense, um, whether there are any favorable um, government policies uh, that for foreign companies who are looking to expand um, into the country. Uh, and lastly, we will close off um, with uh, a brief company setup process and some of the options available uh, in terms of legal entity form uh, if a foreign company choose to um, enter Vietnam. So maybe, uh, Elton, uh, I will let you ask the first question then, Loan. Sure. Loan, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very curious about how Vietnam is and uh, you know what kind of business outlook that country has, all right? especially sometimes we do hear news about Vietnam. And uh, we are also curious about the population demographics of Vietnam, especially for businesses who are looking to invest into Vietnam, but may not be too sure about what uh, the country is all, all about. Can you just share with us more details? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that Vietnam right now is um, actually in a very interesting time. I think especially after or during COVID, uh, the, the government has done a great job with handling the pandemic. Um, so that really highlights Vietnam on the inter- international stage uh, and quite appealing for foreign investors. Um, so during the pandemic in 2020, um, while there are many countries that have contracted, Vietnam's GDP has uh, gone up by 2.9%, uh, which is very uh, positive for us. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, we're very happy to hear that. And uh, even myself, I feel like I made a good decision to come back a few years ago. Um, but yeah, in terms of the uh, demographics and the population, um, we're about 98 million people in, in Vietnam, uh, which is uh, quite a big size, uh, given um, considering not many other countries in the world have such a large uh, market size and is developing at a, a fast rate. Um, our, our population is quite young as well. The average median age is 32.8 years old. 
So, um, you know, around 65% of the country is under 35 years old. So um, even before COVID or the pandemic, when our investors come to Vietnam, they really feel the liveliness and the drive given the young uh, population. And uh, even right now, as uh, you go out in the streets, it feels like, uh, you know, within Vietnam, um, it feels like everything is up and running as sometimes, um, you know, that uh, the pandemic is not going on anymore. And uh, yeah, the, the city is quite alive. So um, so that's in terms of the demographics. Um, our middle class is growing quite fast. Uh, it's projected to grow. Um, currently, a, about a third of the population is, uh, is, is in the middle class, and that's projected to grow um, to, to over that um, in the coming years. Um, and continuously, the urban, the urban areas are growing. Right now, about 37 of the populations is in uh, urban areas. And uh, that's been rising three uh, to four percent every year. So from the rural rural areas, uh, people are moving to the urban areas. Thank you, Laurent. So so hearing a, a lot about the, the country stats in terms of the population and, and uh, age demographics, um, in your opinion, what are some of the key industries that are doing very well in the country? Yeah, so uh, the global S&P uh, predicts that, um, you know, in 2021, that Vietnam economy will continue to expand by 10.9% in real terms. And uh, these expansions will be within the, uh, the services industry, um, imports and exports, food and beverage, health and medical products, including uh, mobile and telecommunications, e-commerce, industry construction sectors as well. And uh, all this expansion is really due to, you know, how Vietnam has been handling with the pandem pandemic, as well as given the low production costs and the shifting operations from China are some of the key indicators uh, uh, why, why Vietnam is expand expanding. Um, and um, in terms of the specific sectors, so as mentioned, uh, food and beverage would be one uh, very popular one, a trend that is uh, increasing. Um, so average annual consumption of food and beverage within Vietnam accounts for about 15% of the GDP, and this is uh, projected to continue to grow. Um, the e-commerce sector as well is growing very rapidly. It's the fastest uh, growing sector since 2017, and uh, that's projected to reach around uh, you know, 7.7 7 billion in 2021 as well. Um, so the e-commerce sector, um, uh, largely the segments within that is electronics and media. Uh, that's projected to grow. And uh, within the industrial uh, products uh, sector, we have manufacturing up by 4.9%, electricity, gas, steam, and air conditioning supply up by 3.1%, uh, water supply, sewage, and waste manage management up by 43 um, And we have also processed seafood up by 59 and also milk, powder milk up by 9%. So those are some very uh, interesting industries and sectors. Um, and uh, we see discussions about uh, the government opening up to e-wallets and e-payments. So historically, Vietnam has been a very cash-based uh, transaction uh, uh, country. And, you know, the science that the government wants to open up to e-wallets and e-payments is very, um, uh, very appealing. And we see con continued efforts in going digital on the government side. So all that is very, um, very encouraging uh, for international and foreign uh, investments into Vietnam. Thank you, Lorenzo. So it seems like fintech companies will probably do well if they expand into the country. 
Just now earlier on, you had touched on the topic of uh, Chinese or Chinese companies who are also or rather putting a lot of heavy investments into the country. Uh, in your opinion, is this uh, a regular thing or it has uh, the activity has built up a lot ever since um, um, some of the political issues uh, that's happening between uh, US, China or China and Hong Kong? Yeah, so we we do see continued interest from uh from China or even from foreign investments that have companies based in China and looking to shift their operations to Vietnam, uh, mostly due to political um reasons. Um, but we see the continued interest and growth from the from companies and industries from China shifting to Viet to Vietnam, and we see that as continuing, as always. Sure. Great, Luan. I think there's a lot of activity that you mentioned, you know, and a lot of booming sectors that uh, that is actually being very encouraged in uh, Vietnam, especially on the technology pickup and so on. And traditionally, we always heard of Vietnam and a lot of people will come to mind will be the largest city such as Hanoi or even Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, are there any other cities that maybe foreign investors can look at? And how is the development of the first tier and the second tier cities or, or, or others for that matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ho Chi Minh and Hanoi are definitely the top two economic hubs um, that foreign investors want to, to, to look at. Um, so regarding Ho Chi Minh, uh, it is the center of Vietnam, the financial center of Vietnam, headquarters to many international uh, companies as well as banks. Um, so Ho Chi Minh has continued to, to, to be that center for foreign investments. Um, Hanoi um, serves as an economic, administrative, and social center for the for the country. And also, we see uh, because it's uh, closer to China that it, there is a lot of uh, manufacturing developments uh, on that side as well. Um, an interesting city to look at as the third largest economic hub is the Nang City. Um, it is they so they're expanding on the logistics side. So they're they're expanding uh, a lot of infrastructure and building on the access to the ports in terms of um, logistics and also transportation. So Da Nang is becoming um, a big uh, hub for transportation, for railway, as well as for the sea transportation and ports as well. Okay, I, I always thought Da Nang is more of, uh, famous for tourism, and I didn't know that there's a booming industries as well. Yes, so Da Nang is a is actually a very famous place for 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 uh, vacation homes as well. Um, so it has a stretch of thirty three kilometers of uh, of beach. So there's a lot of uh, there still continues to be a lot of international hotels and resorts um, that are open there. Um, so on top of that, uh, the the ports and logistics side, as I mentioned, and what's very interesting about Da Nang that's different from Phu Quoc um, or Nha Trang, which are also big uh, vacation um, locations, is that Da Nang has a residential side as well, so it has the uh, it has a a, a nice uh, vacation and uh, and hospitality uh, industry, but as well it has a res- residential side. So there's a lot of um, of interesting aspects of Da Nang uh, to be the third uh, economic hub in Vietnam. I see. Thank you, Laurent. Well, I, I think if we move on on the sort of the same topic, so for foreign companies who are interested to invest in the Vietnam, right? Um, are there any existing or upcoming government policies, um, incentives or tax exemptions um, for such foreign companies going in? Yes. Um, so I would name one that is very uh, accessible to all uh, companies. So uh, any newly established company for the first year, the government uh, uh, wants to support the, during the pandemic by uh, 
uh, exempting the business tax. So there's an annual business tax that for the first year, all new businesses does not have to pay. For uh, that's continued to our 2021. Wow, it's total total exemption, is it? Yeah. So like if you're a first year uh, company, first year you're newly established, you do not have to pay the business tax for the first year. Wow, fantastic. And that's okay. for all businesses. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then um, for other incentives, so large scale uh, for manufacturing um, investments uh, or any other industry, including real estate, um, there's a, up to a four years tax holiday. Um, that's uh, also nine years of 5% of income tax reduction and up to 10% for 15 year as well. Other sectors, including high tech and social importance, so anything in IT, in biotech, uh, software production, um, so that's um, within high tech. And within social importance, you have education, vocational training, environmental, healthcare, sports and culture. You also receive um, incentives on from the government for the taxes as well. Um, another incentive uh, the government um, also introduced or really encouraged is any um, companies that's based or any productions or manufacturing based in disadvantaged areas, uh, you will in, uh, receive an additional 50% on the uh, CIT reductions as well. So it disadvantaged and extremely disadvantaged areas, um, as the government wants to encourage uh, development on that side, uh, there are incentives uh, for, for those areas as well. Thank you, Lauren. So maybe just for uh, everyone's uh, clarity, in terms of what, what do you mean by disadvantaged areas or extremely disadvantaged areas? Mm-hmm. So um, Vietnam geographically uh, is uh, sectioned out or broken down by different four economic uh, zones, four zones. So the big cities would be considered in the zone one. Um, the, the main cities, uh, so Ho Chi Minh, Hanoi, Da Nang, within the city center will be in zone one, and then expanding out, you'll be you'll have zone two. Uh, zone two would include Da Nang city as well, Haiphong as other as another big city, and then uh, disadvantage and extremely disadvantage. You're looking at zone four, uh, sorry, zone three and zone four. So as you move further out from the city, uh, those are considered disadvantaged areas, and uh, the government wants to. Um, you know, uh, to encourage those developments out outside of the city, as you know, as Vietnam, the high, the density is population density is quite high. So, if you have um, you know developments outside of those of the main city center, uh, then there's more incentives to, to to grow out there. I see. Okay, thank you. That thank you for that, Luan. Thanks, Luan. I think that is very interesting, and a lot. I'm sure a lot of listeners here are now very excited. To, for example, find out more and then, you know, looking at some of the alternatives or looking at even to invest in Vietnam directly. So can you just share with us, you know, how can one or a foreign investor set up their business in Vietnam? Okay, what are the different business structure that's available? And maybe share with us uh, very briefly about how we can go about setting these uh, business structures up. Okay, um, so there's many different ways to uh, enter into Vietnam uh, in terms of legal structures, and it all depends on uh, what is your budget and what's your timeline um, and what's your your purpose. So um, for the most common legal structure for a foreign in, uh, direct invested company is the LLC, the Limited Liability Company. 
And then in terms of timeline, if you're looking to enter into Vietnam as soon as possible, um, then we have uh, existing companies are very already established uh, with their licenses already obtained. And um, then you can just acquire uh, those those entities. So those are some different strategies. Uh, the most common one, as I mentioned, is the LLC uh, for the foreign uh, investor is uh, the most common one. Thank you, Luan. And, 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 and commonly, how long does it take um, for a foreign company or foreign investor to set up a brand new LLC uh, structure um, in the country? Yeah, so the most uh, common legal structure, the LLC, it takes about 20, sorry, two months, roughly about two months. Um, that would be from, you know, uh, from the initial of uh, submitting your documents to uh, setting up the company and also opening up your, your corporate bank accounts as well. And then uh, completing the process with the post-licensing, so paying the taxes or uh, getting your, your banks, uh, sorry, your, your company chop mark, your stamp, company stamp and so on and so forth. So that takes a roughly about two months. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Luen. So, uh, so I guess for our listeners here today, uh, there's a, we have shared quite a bit of information or insights um, from Luen, um, who heads up our consultancy team uh, in, in Vietnam. So for any questions that you might have, uh, please contact us uh, on www.incup.asia or you can directly email myself, uh, Elton or Luen, and our contacts can be found on our website uh, as well. So thanks everyone again and, uh, and uh, to the next episode uh, hopefully we'll meet you again thank you all